0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Turn up your volume.
2: This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for making the time in your life to be with us this week for this week's episode. As usual, the game here is to give you the kind of episodes that make a difference in the quality of your life. And this one is no different. This one is no different. And in the second half of the show, we will, of course, get to our question from the nation, which we deal with every week. Someone called me an agony uncle this week. I don't, yeah, okay. I guess it's a throwback to the old days when you used to look at newspapers and there would be a column with letters to the agony aunt. So I guess I'm the agony uncle, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder whether when you first meet this uncle, it's agony. And then on the other side of that, of course, is complete freedom and a whole new life. But I wanted to get into this week's subject, you guys. And this is something that, you know, I've been kind of perusing and thinking about recently. Um, because, you know, I, I see this a lot in social media, but I also hear p- people talking about this, about the kind of change that it takes When you really want to change your life and you really want to make a big difference, right? When you really want to live, you know, some of you, you know, you're currently living in Pittsburgh and you want to live in California or or you're in California and you want to live in Texas and you live in Seattle and you want to live in Hawaii and
1: all that stuff. Or anywhere else in the world for that matter. So that's like a big change. And then there's the people who are
2: saying, you know, well, you know, I want to change my body. I want my body to be much smaller or much bigger. And that takes a big change. Or I want to completely reinvent my love life. I want to be in a committed relationship and I haven't been in one. That takes a big
1: change. And the phrase that I hear a lot is, it's a lifestyle change, okay? And people say, well, that's, when it's a lifestyle change, it's a lot more difficult.
2: It's a lot more difficult. Now remember, whichever way you create this in language for yourself will be the experience you have. So if you say something's difficult, oh, rather than that's difficult to me, which is very distinct from it's difficult. But anyway, we'll get into this first. You currently have a lifestyle. But just look around you. Look at how you manage your friendships how you manage your diet, how you manage your finances, how you manage your love life, how you manage your passions, your career, or, you know, your mission in life, how you manage all of that, all of that together is a
1: lifestyle. Don't fucking tell me that doesn't take effort. That takes effort from you to live this life. What life? The one you have. It takes effort. Some of you are completely exhausted, By the lifestyle you have. Burned out. Overwhelmed. Stressed out. Bored. Jaded. You name it. The life you have is a lifestyle. So how would you sum it up? If you look around you, what would you call this lifestyle of yours? Is it
2: a lifestyle that's just committed to making ends meet? Is it a lifestyle that's committed to keeping people happy?
1: Mostly others. What is it? See, one of the big obstacles that when you're in my line of work, you face
2: is you're kind of convincing people to make change. A lot of what I do is trying to throw you something so that you'll think about it and it'll open up some new pathway for you. And you'll step into that pathway and make massive changes in your life. Okay. And it could be, you know, like we've talked about so far on the show, but this also includes stuff like you're trying to change a destructive thing you're doing in your life or following or pursuing in your life. So it includes all of that too. But when you first present people with the idea, what they want to talk about is all the reasons why it can't happen. And, you know, you might have found yourself doing that on this show. I'm talking about a subject. You're like, well, that's all very fucking well and good, Mister Scottish person. But here's the reality: like you have a reality, and I don't. But both speaking from a reality, you just haven't managed to wrap your head around the one that I'm suggesting. And that's how people generally operate in life. They generally operate in terms of the obstacles. They generally, function that way. And so when you talk about something new, something maybe even a bit radical. The first thing that comes to mind is, are all the reasons why it can't happen? All the reasons. So right now, as I'm talking, you might already have something in mind with you. Some big changes being on your mind, something you've wanted to take on in your life. And as I'm talking here, what's coming up might be at the beginning, oh, that sounds good, and that could be, and then, yeah, but, yeah, but, and I can't. And then what happens if, and then what do you do with and that sounds but in my situation, and I guess I'll be shouting this from the rooftops until there's no breath left in me. But major shift, major changes available to you right now as you're listening to this message, it's not off limits for you. You don't have something in your life
1: that you couldn't take on and transform. It's all transformable. And even there, as I'm saying this, there are
2: people are saying no, but yeah, but no, but no, but no, but because you end up finding yourself in a place where you've become so indoctrinated by your own lifestyle. You've become so indoctrinated by your own lifestyle that you think. Other lifestyles take something different or something more or something you can't produce. And I want you to know you're already cultivating one for fuck's sake.
1: You've cultivated a lifestyle. You might not like it. You might think it's completely bullshit. But you have cultivated one. And that's what you need to start embracing. You need to start embracing this idea that, hey, maybe... Maybe
2: real life change could happen for me. Maybe, you know, even with all the situation that I have right now, even with the family that I have, even with the job that I currently have or don't have, even with the body I have or don't have, or the, or, or the whatever that it's available to
1: you. But you would have to start giving yourself to that new lifestyle. I've talked about this with you guys in the past, but
2: you know, one of the things that I took on was uh, a number of years ago was intermittent fasting. Okay, I took that on because I realized, like, my metabolism was really slowing down as I was aging, getting a little older, or a lot older. do not fucking matter. So I took on intermittent fasting because you know I'm not one of these people who like, oh yeah, get me to the gym every day. That'll be fucking great. I'm not that guy. I don't mind physical exercise. I really don't. But I wasn't committed to having that be a lifestyle for me. So I had to find something that worked. And so I did. I tried different, you know, like low-carb, you know, because I wanted to manage my body in a healthy way. So I, eventually I found this thing called intermittent fasting. And it worked for me. And it's a lifestyle. And it takes a certain kind of thinking and a certain kind of direction. Yeah, it does. But then so did the life that I had before that. That took a certain kind of thinking in a certain kind of direction. And I think that's part of the illusion. It's like you're trying to stop something and start something. And and it's really not that. It really is like I'm starting something and that's it. Your brain is already hardwired for the lifestyle you have now. You've trained your brain to live this way. And sure, people might say, well, you need to retrain your brain. Well, how would you do such a thing then? I'll tell you how you would do such a thing. You would do such a thing by taking on a new practice, a single practice, something new you're introducing that's representative of this new lifestyle. And really, that's what it looks like to change your life. I know everybody wants the quick answer. I know everybody wants the quick solution. But it really is like putting together a patchwork quilt, putting together pieces, You know, the beginning of a patchwork quilt is one fucking square. It's not the whole deal. Now, the life you have started with one square. It's just that all too often, we don't really experience ourselves as being someone who's making a lifestyle. It feels like we're just acting and reacting. So If you go back to that show we had a few weeks ago about creating life, about creating the life you've got, It's a philosophy. It's a way of living. It's a lifestyle. This is why when I talk to people about responsibility, even, responsibility is a context. It's a position you take. You don't have to take it. You can just keep doing it the way you're doing it. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of approaching life. And when I take on approaching life from a new perspective, a new way, I see new things. I experience new things. New one, new a new way of thinking. I mean, every single bit of personal growth work that's out there, every fucking single piece of it, is about shifting context. Everything. It's all about shifting context. Everything I ever say to you is about shifting context. Seeing it in a new way, getting you off of the position you're on, because you're on a position. And get you over here on another position. And when I see it from this other position, then it's different. And when it's different, there's new openings, new doorways, new pathways. So, to kind of loop it all back for you this week and this week's show, you know, because I talk a lot about life change because you're still coming to this fucking show and doing nothing, or coming to this show and doing something, or coming to this show and getting inspired just to continue the lifestyle you have. I mean, you got to think about that for a moment. How you got to motivate yourself for the misery. I mean, for fuck's sake. People are looking for motivation to perpetuate the life they have. Not be inspired and create and develop and step into a new one. And that's even a process, right, of for the rest of your life, you'll be creating and stepping into your new life. For the rest of your life, you'll be creating and stepping into your new life every day. And your brain doesn't even really necessarily want that, which was a lot of words. Your brain doesn't really want that. Your brain wants the same, the safety, even when it's shit, right? You remember that. All right, we're going to take a quick break in a moment. After the break, we're going to take our question from the nation. If you want to be part of the nation, if you want your question featured, or your issue or your item, reach out to me. Connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Call me. Leave me a voicemail. 646. It's my voice, by the way, when the phone gets picked up. 646-450-3203. Or reach out to me at the website. unfucknation.com. All right, my people. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this.
0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpowercom awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
2: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the rest of the show. This is where we take our question for the nation. This question came in. From Dana. Dana's message, I think, applies to an awful lot of people, which is one of the reasons why I picked it. As usual, every week with a question from the nation, you got to really listen to how I unpack this so that you can hear your life. You might not have the exact same life as Dana. You might not even have the exact same situation as Dana. But if you listen to how I unpack this, you'll hear yourself in it. So, anyway, Dana says, Look, I would like to hear your perspective. On resentment, how to heal from it, whether you stay in your current relationship or move on. I'm 15 plus years into mine. And I've just realized from my side of things, I've held resentment toward my partner, which caused me to disconnect and live on autopilot until recently. My story is long and messy, and I don't want to burden you with it at all. But I'm curious on resentment, as even now daily it grows towards my partner due to his behavior, which is subtle but seen. Help me navigate this. I did an interview yesterday with the Oh Hell No podcast. I talked a lot about love unfucked. And I was talking about this thing, obviously, in terms of a marriage. But, you know, Dana, you've been in your relationship for 15 years, which is a long-term committed relationship. But one of the things that we do in relationships is the relationship takes a turn from one behavior or another. It can be a little thing. It can be a combination of a lot of little things, but it can be a big thing, right? It can be a big event. So one big event is stuff like infidelity. Okay. Infidelity tends to be a big event
1: in a relationship. But it can also be stuff like persistent lying, manipulation, right? All kinds of shit. And so.
2: Sometimes when you look back in a relationship, you can actually see the point, the single point where it started to take a turn. Sometimes it's a really obvious point, like a big event, like infidelity. And sometimes it's not an obvious turn. Sometimes it's a series of little turns. And you end up down a rabbit hole. And you find yourself in a place. And sometimes you don't even know how you quite got to this point. And sometimes you can track all the way back and see, yeah, it started then. And I've talked about this in the past. You know, I've had various clients over the years who were dealing with and struggling with relationship issues of what were those people to get themselves to the point where it took the turn. Right. And again, some of them, it's an easy point to get to some of them are like, Holy shit, that started then. Like that's where, that's where it started. And that's where what started. Well, people say, that's where the resentment started. And I'll say, no, that's where the conversation started. What conversation? The one you're in now. The one I'm in with my partner or the one you're in with yourself? That's where it started. The conversation began somewhere. And you've just followed that conversation. And you've fomented that conversation. And you've grown that conversation. And you've started to connect with your partner through the lens of that conversation. Which conversation? The one you're fucking in now. See, I don't need specifics. The outcome of that conversation is resentment. Conversation that you're in about your partner results in resentment. You can't have that conversation be alive in your relationship and be free of the resentment. You got to hang in there. You got to listen to me right now. Everybody's got to listen. You got to pay attention. You're not trying to get rid of the resentment. What you need to deal with is the conversation you're
1: in with yourself about your partner. So, that's where all of this is kind of growing,
2: manifesting, hanging around underneath the surface of your life. I want you to consider and think about the damage done, the impact that you have to live with. What's it costing you personally to continue to engage in that dialogue with yourself, to continue to perpetuate that story? I'm going to use infidelity as an example. If there was infidelity in your relationship, then that's what we call in the book a deal breaker. Now a deal breaker doesn't mean, and it's not always a deal breaker by the way, but a deal breaker doesn't mean it's over. A deal breaker means I'm in a spot where I'm now in the inquiry of, is it going to continue? That's what a deal breaker is. I'm in a spot where I'm saying, I'm considering the possibility that this could be done. But, I suspect that what you're saying here is you want to continue in this relationship because you're still in it and you want to deal with your resentment. So if you want to deal with your resentment, it sounds like you want to get on with things. So how do I do that? One, you have to realize what you're getting out of it being this way. People say they don't want to be disconnected and yet they comfortably are. In your situation, Dana, I suspect that's the case. Like it justifies your disconnecting. When you disconnect, it gets to, and the way you're disconnecting, the way that you get to disconnect with this person justifies the you that you've become, which is if you look at the dynamic as in the relationship, you get to call the shots about you, how you feel, when you feel, what you do, what you don't do. It's like it's, there's leverage there. And by the way, that's not a gender-specific thing Leverage is a very human thing. Finding leverage. Even though it's destroying what you say you want. But you got to get a little more obvious, Dana, about what you say you want. So if what you want is a loving and connected relationship, then you got to determine whether it's with this person or not. Because if it is with this person, then there's a lot of shit you're going to have to stop being responsible for and unpacking for yourself. And obviously, I don't know. I never really need to know all the details, but there's always some detail you need to know to, that I can see the turn you took. That's number one. If you are in it, then you got to behave like you're fucking in it instead of working out whether you're in it or not in it. And that really is your pivot point right there. The pivot point is if I'm in it, I got to start behaving like I'm in it. I got to start taking this relationship on like I'm in it. You're not doing that right now. You're behaving like you're working it out, but you kind of do, but you kind of don't. But we'll see how to heal from it, whether you stay in a current relationship or move on are the words you used. Well, which one is it? That's the work you need to do. And whatever attachment you've got to that conversation you're in with yourself about what your partner did or didn't do and what that meant about you and what that meant about this thing you're in with them and what it meant about them, That's what that conversation is built around. And as long as that conversation continues to manifest and as long as you keep indulging it, it doesn't matter what they do. It will never break that up. So what it meant about when they did what they did or didn't do, what did that mean about you? I'm, what did it mean about them? They are, what did it mean about this relationship between you both now? That this is. That's the thing you're diving into and that's the thing you're holding on to. All right, you guys, that's going to be it for this week. You got to do the work, Dinah. You got to do the work. Buy the fucking book, Love and Fuck. Throw yourself into it. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a great, great week and I will see you on the flip side.